Hey everyone, this is the Professor Rick Del Santo of the PWZ Podcast. If you're interested in professional wrestling of the independent kind, the National Wrestling Alliance, and the United Wrestling Network, check us out on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to professional wrestling podcasts. Shocking babies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of Shocking Things. And we have Rick Del Santo of the PWZ podcast. How you doing, Ricky? I'm awesome today. How are you, man? Very good. Very good. Uh, we have another Ninja movie. This is the third in the, the Canon Group series. Ninja 3, The Domination. Did yeah. you have fun with this, Rick? I thought that this was fantastic. I really good. did. I thought it was great. In you know, uh, Without spoiling anything, I thought this was much later in, in, in the decade. Uh, just oh, judging okay. by a lot of it. I thought it was like 1987. So. Okay. So I was wrong. All right, we'll talk a little bit about the the crew. Uh, it's the same uh, creative crew, the same director and same writer from uh, Revenge of the Ninja. So it's directed by Sam Furstenberg. Uh, he also did Revenge of the Ninja, like I said, and Break Into Electric Boogaloo and American Ninja. Uh, James Silk's the writer. He worked on Revenge of the Ninja, The Barbarians, which we talked about last episode. We both love The Barbarian Brothers. Yeah, uh, Twin Sitters is the best one, the best thing they've ever done. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people say DC Cab, but it's Twin Sitters yeah. and uh, and King Solomon's Mines. And now, oh, wow. so, and the King Solomon's Mines, I was doing research on this. Uh, Lucinda Dickey, who is in Harris Christie, she's supposed to get the role in there, but uh, she had kind of like a falling out with Canon. Oh, okay. So I, I, just, I just thought that was interesting. She's supposed to get the lead role. Yeah. But uh, so. The cast show Kusugi. I'll say it pro- uh, properly, Kusugi. And he was Yamada this time. Uh, he was in Enter the Ninja, Revenge of Ninja, and the TV series The Master. Uh, Chrissy was played by Lucinda Dickey. We were just talking about. I, I think everybody knows her from the Breaking movies, right, Rick? I mean, if you that's the first thing yep. you think of when you see yeah. her. That's what you think of. Yeah, I knew she looked familiar when I uh, when I first saw her pop up on the screen. And I had to go back and I was like, "Oh, yeah, now I remember." So it's uh, it was funny that she was in this. It wasn't expected. Yeah, uh, Billy Seckard was played by Jordan Bennett. Uh, he did a lot of like TV appearances, mostly like The Waltons and Too Close for Comfort. Uh, and he did. Uh, he started off doing stand up comedy, singing in stand up comedy. Opened up for Milton Berle. <laughs> and yeah, this is a funny story. This is in the the peak skills. He opened up for him. And it was uh, elderly women was the crowd, and he was doing these off color jokes. 
And uh-huh. Milton Berle didn't think this was uh, proper for the crowd. So he just went up to him while in the middle of his act and took the microphone, the cord out of the microphone and dropped it. And then the, the crowd was applauding. <laughs> so then he, then he got into acting to like Broadway, things of that nature. Then, then, then uh, moved to the California. But I just thought that was hilarious. That story. Yeah. I wouldn't expect that of Milton Berle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He figured have a good sense of humor. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I like I say, keep going, keep going. You're, but, right. uh, <laughs> you're not dirty enough. All right. <laughs> so, so uh David Chung was uh the black ninja, which is odd because the gear wasn't black, if you notice, right? It was like a grayish like olive drab, would you say? I would say it was more like a green like an olive, like you said. Yeah. Yep. Uh he was in Repo Man actually. Oh, Did you nice. know that? And, yeah. and Missing in Action 2. Uh, James Hong, uh, this guy, he was Miyashima, was the character's name. He was like the mystic in there when they had uh, the exorcism type scene. You've, he's been in over 400 credits he has. Now, one of the things is, wasn't he in Revenge of the Nerds 2? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not knew, he, yes. You recognize him, yeah. So yes. he's a legendary character actor. I'm glad you you picked up on one, one, you know, one of was, our favorite roles. <laughs> the average person's not going to remember him from that, but we do. I was doubt. <laughs> I was doubting myself when I when I said that, and then I, once I noticed the mole on the side of his cheek, I was oh, like, "Oh, that's oh, his trademark." That's, yes. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, it's definitely him." There's no way it's not. So. Oh yeah, he's legendary. <laughs> I actually met him at. I don't think you're with me at the time at Chiller Theater in the '90s. Once actually, I can tell you the timeline. I remember it was right. He was in the, an X Files episode. And it was right after that. Oh, okay. I, that to me was like cool because he's just, he's been in so many great things like Blade Runner, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's in Bionic Woman, Different Strokes. I mean, he, he's literally done everything. Wow. And we don't usually talk about the, the stunt uh, crew in this, but this is very important. Steve Lambert, he was a stunt coordinator, but he did a lot of the stunt doubles for the actors in the film uh, for, uh, talk about the black ninja he did the stunt doubles for him all the the action scenes he did christy he actually did some of the scenes for her uh lucinda dickey some of her scenes and a lot of the cops that you see mm-hmm. he was actually playing the roles of them doing stunts which I, I just found that pretty interesting and this was filmed mostly in phoenix arizona and was released on september 14th 1984 and it grossed seven million six hundred and ten thousand dollars Wow. So it, it, it did well. It didn't do as well, they said, I know, the director, as uh, profit-wise, Revenge of the Ninja. I think it was a little too weird, maybe this mm-hmm. one, probably, it right? Was, it was definitely, definitely weird. There was, like, a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it typical. Uh, there's a little mysticism in Revenge of the Ninja, but this one, uh, this one all out. Uh, so yeah. The synopsis is an evil ninja attempts to avenge his death from beyond the grave by possessing an innocent woman's body. So, uh, and the director, uh, Sam Thurstenberg, said it was inspired by Poltergeist and a little bit of Exorcist. I wasn't thinking Poltergeist at first, but then I was watching it. I was like, okay. And then uh, one of the actors I know was, uh, Jordan Bennett, said, uh, which I noticed in the scene, uh, he said Flashdance, mm-hmm. which totally in the Lucinda Dickey, she said when she, she had straight hair naturally and when... Uh, she did the audition. She got it. They told her, okay, you have to feather your hair to look like the actress um, in Flashdance. Is named Jennifer Beale, which was funny. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so we'll start talking about the movie itself now, Rick. So uh, we have the, the ninja. He's dressed up in a white suit. Uh, he stops his car on the road, and then he goes into this cave, and he finds this hidden drawer containing ninja gear. This looks almost like the exact same gear that we saw in Revenge of the Ninja that he had like in his dojo. It's very, very similar. Um, so he puts it on, and he goes to this golf course, which this movie is great. And conveniently, he had eyeliner, too. Did you notice? Because he I has thought that, eyeliner. <laughs> I thought it was so weird that, like, why was he putting eyeliner on? Like, yeah, so he's got the <laughs> eyeliner. He's, yeah, that's very important. When you have the throwing stars, you got to have the eyeliner. Okay. So uh, did you enjoy this scene, Rick, on the golf course? It was so freaking random to me. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here, like... He's just attacking these random people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like this. <laughs> yeah, the, the yuppie hits a golf ball, right? Which is, he's yeah. like the, the stereotypical '80s yuppie. He's got Absolutely. the uh, yes, right. Yep. Because yep. he has the uh, sweater tied around his neck, which was a classic, classic look in that time period, right? If you oh, had yeah. a villain in a movie, this is how you dress him, right? It's usually like a jock or yeah. like a frat boy or yes. somebody somebody that's going to look down on a peasant, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I thought it was funny. So he hits the golf ball and then the ninja comes out. Uh, the, the guard goes to grab it and then the ninja takes the ball and crushes it into dust. So that that was uh that was impressive. Uh did you like how he uh, whooped the asses of the guards? It was just so random. He's just started. Uh, let's see what I got here. I, I got. I do have notes over this. Uh, oh, good, good. It attacks. He crushes the golf ball. Then he th- one of the things is that he threw the. He, uh, you know, he started the throwing stars, and then he did the blow dart into the barrel of the gun. Oh, it, that was that was amazing. And then the gun backfired. I was. And like, then it goes into his eye. He holds his eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are the chances? Like, how does this? I mean, I get it. He's a ninja. He's got, yeah, these, was, he's got these skills. Perfect. Yeah, but it was perfect. I said, and the funny part is, like, you're watching the. Uh, they did a close up of it. It looked like they probably had, you know, some trickery, like to to do it. You know, it just didn't look uh, accurate. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, it was yeah. it was, it was yeah. glorious. Yeah, yeah. So he takes all these guards out. He uses a sword, uh, and then the yuppie's trying to escape. <laughs> He's a pussy, right? Rick? He's trying yes. to escape with his girlfriend. <laughs> and then he just slashes, and then just slashes the girl, right? And mm-hmm. then when the yuppie gets up, I don't know if you notice this, he gets a sword to the skull, and then he has like an aneurysm falling down. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. uh, another one of those unintentionally comedic scenes in the film. I don't know, man. Did some of these guys, like, you know, these directors and stuff, try to say, like, act as ridiculous as you can so people... Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't know what their motivation was supposed to be when they're getting killed. Well, it's like, so people 30 years from now could start laughing and when they watch back at this because the script is so terrible. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's great. And I like it how he lifts up the the ninja. He lifts up the golf cart, like, uh, by the back so you see the wheels spinning so he can't escape. I, I actually have that in my notes that he lifted that golf car. This guy's apparently with one not hand only, too. Yeah, one well, not only is he not only is he a ninja, but he's also like a power lifter, like a yeah, lifter, you know. So yeah, yeah. So that that was that was really good. Then the uh, the scenes with the black ninja jumps jumps on the police car. He's got yeah. a sword going through the uh, the roof. He's killing one. He's got a fist going through. Yeah. Um, killing the other one so i mean throwing stars getting thrown at the motorcycle cops and i mean this is really good this is like more of like um almost reminded me of uh like 
smoking the bandit or something like the way the, the car goes <laughs> in the, the lake right during the chase. This opening scene, I mean, it just continued. It went from the golf course to the cop cars to, you know, I wouldn't call exactly call it like the woods. Maybe like, is it like the desert where they're... Yes, because this is Phoenix, Arizona. So yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the desert. So then the, the Black Ninja kicks a motorcycle cop into the water. So he's swinging from a tree like Tarzan, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was... Then the helicopter comes too. Did you like that? The helicopter police. <laughs> well, he ended up getting what he uh, he ended up getting in there, and he threw. Yeah, he the, climbs. Um, yeah, he oh, climbs. Well, on, you're forgetting on the best part about it, though. I'm sorry. That he, that? he puts the, the the shooting star in between his toes. Oh and, yes, yeah, oh yeah. He puts it yes between the boots. Yes. Yeah, and, and then, then, then and then shoots it up into the pilot's eye. Yes. <laughs> and, and then it's like swerving back and forth and back and forth. And then all of a sudden, you know, obviously the camera, it's out of uh, out of yeah. sight, out of yeah. sight of the camera. So then all of a sudden you just see the, the big poof of smoke and fire pop up yeah. from, from behind oh, yeah. the mountain. Yeah, the helicopter explodes into the mountain. Oh, it's it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, great action scene. Uh, yeah, the, he uses that smoke bomb to escape. One of the things that I wanted to say is that and we talked about this, I think, in the first movie with, uh, a couple of weeks back when... Did you notice that when the ninja was in the water, he came out and he's running through the desert, his clothes were dry again? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did bring yeah. that up. Okay. okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did know because he was, like, drenched. That's why I thought it was, it was hysterical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but he does go in the water in this one. Uh, but then he get, then he goes into the dirt mm-hmm. at this point. At this point, he goes into the dirt where he, um, he uses that smoke bomb to escape. They don't know where he goes. Then you see he, he popped it out of the dirt. And then, uh, which was great, uh, then we see we're introduced to Lucinda Dickey as Christy, and she's climbing the telephone pole with her hard hat on and yeah. a tool belt. Now, did you think that this was like, uh, talking about uh, flash dance? this is exactly how you have this beautiful woman, right, like in a, a man's oh, braid. It's exactly yeah. what, what it was. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I mean, it would be awesome if we had a, a, a someone like, uh, what, what? <laughs> Lucinda, Lucinda Dickey, someone as sexy as Lucinda Dickey climbing telephone poles around. Yes. I mean, okay. The, okay. This is speaking of which, okay. So now the stunt coordinator, Steve Lambert, I was uh, referring to before. Now he said he saw this in the theater with his friends. When you first see her climbing up, he goes, Hey, guys, you like what you see? Doesn't she have a great figure? He goes, Yeah, yeah, she does. He goes, Well, that's actually me climbing up. The back because she couldn't climb that high, so I'm the one you see the back of. Right. <laughs> so uh, there's like over a hundred women actually auditioned for this role, and she was the runner-up, Lucinda. Someone else, I don't know who. She didn't say mm-hmm. who. I saw an interview with her. Got the the first choice because they had a prior commitment and they had to back okay. out though. So. But I'm, I think we're both glad that Lucinda Dickey got this role. Do you agree? Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you even, you know, as we discuss the movie even further, why we're glad that she got the role. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, okay. So then she goes, uh, I'm sorry. So she climbs a pole. Then she sees uh, this ninja just, out of note, while she's climbing up, like in the desert, you're mm-hmm. right, right? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay, yeah. So she sees it like rolling down the hill, and then she comes down from the, the telephone pole to assist him. Then the the black ninja then puts the uh, he puts his soul uh, from his dying body into her, and he gives her the sword. And this, right? So, so this is where it all starts. 
so then uh, Christy goes to the police station, talks to the lieutenant. Uh, the lieutenant, now, did you notice who he looked like? Did he look like any of you, the lieutenant? Uh, older black to... gentleman with glasses. Yeah. Did he remind you of anybody? I put in my notes, he looked like B.B. King. All right. Yeah, I guess you're right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Right. So that, that's what I thought he looked like. Uh, so she reported, obviously, you know, this whole incident to them. That's why she was there. Um, and this was actually filmed at a real police station. Mm-hmm. And then she meets uh, Officer Billy Seckard, and he hits on her. He reminds me, did you ever watch The Sopranos, Rick? Yeah, I've watched a little bit of it. I never got okay. too deep into it. But, okay, yeah. he reminds me of the character Christopher Maldasanti on there. Mm-hmm. That, that that's all just just something I just wanted to just note. So, um, and this is the first film she did. Well, starring role, she was actually uh, in Greece too as a dancer. Oh wow, that, that's yeah. that's one of my my uh, you know I, I, that's one of my guilty pleasures is Greece. Too. Okay, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer is that why or uh, yeah? Or, and what's the or, other guy? Uh, Zmed, right? That's yeah. the other guy. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so they, they liked her so much. That's how they cast her in the Breakin' movies because of this. But Breakin' and Breakin' 2 were re- actually released first, but this was filmed first. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, let's see. So, then we go into her apartment. She's playing the stand-up video game, Bouncer. Well, I want to know, like, how did, the, the, did anybody in... This is 1984, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. How did anybody afford one of those machines back then? Okay. This was this was a, a weird because I was like, I don't remember this game Bouncer. So apparently this was a prototype. Okay. I don't, I don't know if this was like a product placement type thing. Okay. So they had, yeah, back then, I, who knows what retail was in those things, like over $1,000 probably in the 80s, uh, okay. if not uh, 2000 because they, yeah. they were very, very expensive. Yeah, I mean, the, who, the only place that had those things were arcades, really. So they had yeah. to probably spend a thousand or two. Yeah, it's it's not like nowadays how you can get them like for nothing. But yeah, yeah. back then, yeah. So it was a prototype by Entertainment Sciences, and due to financial difficulties, the game was never widely uh, released. <laughs> so very, very strange. Uh, so she's in there playing with her aerobics gear on with her friend, and they have that eighties uh, feathered hair that you like. Oh yeah. Uh, then Billy calls again. She blows him off, saying she has an aerobics class to teach. Well, I was going to say that was so. Now, did you like this? Do you like this yeah. scene, the aerobics scene? Yeah, it was just over the '80s because that was like something that was very popular around that time period. If you didn't grow up in the '80s, um, I mean, aerobics, I mean, was all over the place. Like there used to mm-hmm. be. My mother used to watch, and if you ever, uh, what is it? In Friday Thirteenth Part Four, the guy's watching this aerobics show. At mm-hmm. the beginning of the film, do you remember watching like this? This weird is it was filmed very weird, but it was like all over television. No, I, don't, I, I remember those guys like Richard Simmons. Richard, like Richard Simmons was the best. He was yeah. <laughs> sweating to the oldies. Yeah. But um, yeah, so this scene, so Billy's in the aerobics class. She doesn't know it, and he can't keep up with uh, the girls, and it just. It's so ridiculous. His face—he's all smiling, and then he's like, he's like out of shape, and he passes out towards the end. The funny part is, he's a—he's a cop, so he's out—he's out of shape. Yeah, exactly. He should be—he should be chasing criminals like running down. The oh road. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's, it's, yeah, there's the funny part about it is the all the people that are just staring at them, like the people. Oh yeah, the guy's lifting weights and and just like staring yeah. at the girls. <laughs> yeah, doing aerobics. He looks, 
He looks like he's about to crap himself, that one guy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, then Billy uh, talks to Chrissy after the class. Uh, and the guy was uh, that she found was a professional Japanese assassin and wants to talk to her more to, about it. And she blows him off. And then mm-hmm. this was a weird scene with the, the guys we were talking about that were uh, working out or then were they they're mugging are they mugging this girl they're trying to rape her i mean it was uh, very i'd have odd. to go with the yeah I'd have, it wasn't necessarily explained uh whether they were going to do either but you know it is the 80s and she was screaming for help and i'm guessing the uh the raping would be you know yeah cuz they go through a gym bag but then they just dump it out and then yeah very very odd and uh then we get to see christy uh in action this mm-hmm. uh, which was did you enjoy this rick um, well, I know I wrote down she knows karate. Who knew? Like, yes, I know the, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so she beats the crap out of these guys. A couple of them are huge, probably at least 250 pound guys, right? And one of them was like the bigger, you know, the big, uh, muscular guy, the black gentleman with the with the mustache. Like, he was like huge, you know, he looked, yeah. like, he, like, he, he looked <laughs> yeah. like he was like a, like a football player. The funny yeah. part about this, about this whole entire scene, there's a cop right there, like Billy. There's a police officer, and he's just watching this whole thing. He's yes. not even like trying to do do anything like off duty, like that. Rick, his... he's off the clock. I guess <laughs> he's he's not getting paid to help, right? So, uh, yes, yeah, so he he's a spectator in this, right? Yeah. And then after this all happens, uh, he uh, he says uh, he's she, she's under arrest. Yeah, for assault uh, for, of assaulting them, right? Yeah, which was ridiculous because that's that's not. That would not happen. It's like she yeah. she saved somebody that was getting attacked, so that that yeah. or assaulted, so that would not happen in real life. In the elevator, Rick. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so then uh, so then Billy takes her in his car and they drive off. He says he's really not going to arrest her. Um, yeah. And then uh, then Chris and then Billy just assumes Chrissy doesn't like him because he's a cop, and he goes, "The hell with you, lady." Right, right. And then uh, so then Christy, then she smiles. She likes Billy's spunk and invites him to the apartment. Now this is the scene that we were talking about. Why you're uh, happy to see her in this film, Rick? Yeah, that was one of the reasons. Yes, uh, that was definitely it. <laughs> the, yeah, they, became, so... they became intimate all of a sudden after dissing him throughout the entire movie. And what the hell was with the V eight? Okay, well, so yeah, so they go into uh, her apartment and then. Uh, Chrissy takes a shower. She comes out. She takes a robe off. Her back is shown to him. And uh, all you see is that she's wearing no bra, but she's wearing panties. And then Billy looks like he's going to have an orgasm in his pants just <laughs> just looking at that, right? I mean, <laughs> right? I it, mean, was just, it was just totally random. It just seemed like after hating on him so much that <laughs> she was all yeah. of a sudden acting that way. Yeah. Yeah. So then she puts on a, like a men's dress shirt. Uh, the cover up, and then she straddles them, and then Rick, what does she do now? Uh, well, she's got a can of V8, which I guess was very popular in 1984. It, it and, was big. It was big yeah. at that time frame. And uh, well, she's you know poured it down her area. Yeah, her uh, cleavage. Don't <laughs> say down yes. her cleavage, and then uh, it was so Billy, random. Billy laps it up, and <laughs> uh, and the research now the 
the, the actor Jordan Bennett claims it was his idea, and then the director Sam Furstenberg claims it's his idea. So they're both fighting over the best scene of the film. Who came up with it? <laughs> is it best scene or most ridiculous? Well, the most I mean... memorable because I saw this when I was a kid, so this is what stood out to me as a youngster. One of the one of the scenes. Okay. It's definitely something right. when you're a young kid. This was uh, very See, this, exciting. This was the first time that I've watched this. I've never, like, oh, okay. never, never even knew that there was a third in the in the series. So. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad you finally got to see it, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then they're in uh, Chrissy's bedroom later on at night, and mm-hmm. she wakes up to this fog in her room, and then she opens her closet, and this light comes out, and you see the the sword just comes out, and the fog's blowing in her face, and she holds the sword, and the flashbacks of Black Ninja are in her mind, and she's mm-hmm. starting to become possessed. And then yeah. Billy wakes her up, and she like snaps out of it. And she makes up some story saying she couldn't sleep. And then Billy's looking at the sword; and he admires it. So then we get to uh, the next scene where Shokusugi is Yamada, and he comes off the plane from Japan. That's one and, one impressive eye patch, I gotta tell you. That was his idea, actually, for this character to wear the eye patch, and that's okay. actually part of the sword. Uh, like near the blade, like uh, between the handle and the blade, actually. Okay. If you look at it, so that that was his idea to use that, which was cool. It was very memorable. Yeah. So, and then Chrissy, she's like, you could see when she's like possessed, like her, like she has like that makeup, and her like her hair gets a little weird. Uh, and then she, uh, she gets in her uh, her van, her telephone van. And uh, follows one of the cops because she has a flashback. That's that's one of the cops that shot the black ninja. Mm-hmm. And another, there was that? no re- there was no real explanation as to or timeline as to when you know that happened, the possession happened, which I thought. Was- uh, well, I guess it's it's linked to the sword because they'll show oh. flashbacks of her holding the sword. So we got when she's holding the sword, that's how we transferred his soul into her. I mean, it's not you're right. It's not actually explained, but that's. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, a side note with that telephone company van she drives, uh, Jordan Bennett uh, was saying that uh, none of them had cars. So they're at a Doubletree hotel uh, the whole time while this is filming. And they knew how to start it up without the keys. And they would steal the van at night and go out and hang out at night and go to clubs and stuff. That's <laughs> then return the next morning. That's hilarious. Wow. So uh, Chris is in her apartment again, and Smoke comes. This is a weird scene. Comes out of that bouncer uh, stand-up arcade game, then lasers. Do you remember this, Rick? Do you want to describe it? The lasers like hitting her face. I don't know if you have that in your notes. In your I notes. don't have that, but yeah, it was just like the lasers, like like you said, it was you know, it was like a lightning kind of a thing, and the smoke and the was it the window flew open. Or... So, uh, so yeah, there's just a whole bunch of stuff going on. And then the sword starts floating and it's glowing around her. And then you can see right. she's possessed again. Uh, then we get back. And then, uh, Chrissy goes to the cave and takes, uh, I guess there's a, another ninja costume in there. So she puts on the ninja gear mm-hmm. and that drawer hidden in the rocks. And then uh, the weapons have been replenished too, which was convenient. So, uh, then she goes to uh, the cop that she followed to his house, dressed up now as as a ninja. That guy's been in a million movies as well around this time. Has he? Okay, yeah. I didn't really yeah. research him, but yeah, but some of these character actors yeah, have definitely I, have done like a lot of roles. 
I've tried to find more on him, but it was like impossible. Like when I searched through this movie, so okay, uh, yeah, it wasn't All exactly right. sure. Okay, so uh, so he's playing pool with himself, not pocket pool, but he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> but he's sitting there in his house, just in his drawers and the tank. Yeah, in his underwear. Yeah, I yeah. mean, weird as yeah. okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's like he must not, you know, live with his, you know, he must not be married or whatever. He's just hanging around in his underwear, like playing pool in his house. Yeah, so then we talked earlier about how the uh the black ninja crushed the golf ball and now mm-hmm. Christy possesses she crushes the billiard ball now. Mm-hmm. And uh then this copy gets his face uh slashed <laughs> and he gets thrown out the window. And did you see how how far this fall was? Uh like five really, feet. It yeah. was like it wasn't like you know like the third floor. It's like the first yeah. floor. So it, was, <laughs> so it wasn't really an impressive uh, kill, in my opinion. <laughs> he th- did you see the part where he, he threw the pool ball at the lady <laughs> at, at her, and then the sword was apparently uh, just that strong. It just sliced through it cleanly. <laughs> This is why, as a kid, I didn't look at the logic. I was like, oh, this was just amazing. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it was 1984. We were, what, eight years old at the time? It was, but, like but you these said, type of amazing. movies were just like, yeah, you, didn't, you, you shut your brain off and enjoyed this. We didn't have right. brains at that age, right? right. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're little ones. I think they still are, but we lied to <laughs> ourselves. But uh, anyway, so uh, Billy, uh, then after this happens... So that's his partner. Obviously. So he's on the scene with other officers and ambulance comes to the house. They take the body out. Mm-hmm. There's a crowd behind caution tape and Yamada is among the people. And this is interesting note on the left of Yamada is the uh, director, Sam Furstenberg. It's mm-hmm. his cameo. I just thought that was funny. He, uh, he put himself in there like Alfred Hitchcock used to put himself in the film. <laughs> so uh, now Chrissy and Billy are in uh, her apartment talking Chrissy uh, tells him how she feels there's something wrong with her. She has this ESP now. She shows him the bruise, how she got it. So she's feeling a little off. So then she goes to her doctor to get some answers, and she doesn't get any. And then Chrissy goes to the police station, now sees another cop that killed a black ninja, has these flashbacks. This guy, now this is the... uh, He's like a gigolo type character with the mustache with the ladies, the two girls. Did yeah. you like this scene? Yeah, that was funny. Uh, I wrote my notes. He looks like Burt Reynolds got hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this guy goes to these two two women, uh, possibly prostitutes, right? Because he's coming from the police station, right? They, they oh, probably yeah. just got out on bail and he's taking them. More than likely, yes. Yep. So they go to a spa and then Christy follows them. And she's uh, has a robe on, takes it off, and has a bathing suit. And then uh, Burt Reynolds is getting very excited. He's getting erect, I think. In that, uh, <laughs> what do you think, Rick? <laughs> yeah, it's very possible, man. <laughs> yeah, the girls are getting jealous, uh, but uh, Burt doesn't care. He's he's focused on Christy. Uh, the blonde girl says, "Beat it, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> So then Chris starts making out with Burt Reynolds and the and the girls stay and watch. Uh did you like her, her weapon Christy had, Rick? Did you, did you uh, she had a, a which, which she was... had a ring with a little spike hidden. She just gives a little tap. That's right. Yeah. So this right. must be drugged. So she taps Burt Reynolds in the back and he collapses. Uh then uh Christy slashes the blonde with the ring and then strangles the brunette. I guess it was like the belt from her bathing suit. So uh mm-hmm. 
Shmeek quick work of them. Then Yamada pops up out of nowhere after they leave and, and you know sees the carnage, right, Rick? Yeah, this ends up being the this is sort of like the final fight scene of the movie, correct? Or be, or it's the beginning of it. Uh, I'm not sure what you mean, but he's like tracking them. You okay, know, he's, tra- he's tracking like you know the the Black Ninja's soul, basically. Yeah. So. Yes. Okay. Never mind. So. Uh, that's all right. Rick's been drinking too much. He was telling me before he's drinking some Sea Hag IPA. So he's... No. <laughs> that's not <laughs> affecting me. No. All right. All right. <laughs> no. So then uh, Billy meets Chrissy at her apartment. Uh, she still doesn't know what's going on. And then Billy said he heard uh, of a local from Japan that can help her. And this is the, uh, right. the um, Miyashima we were talking about earlier, the legendary character actor, James Hong. Right. Uh, this is where you really see that exorcist uh, influence coming out. Uh, Chrissy's like, they, she's bound by chains against the wall. And then Chrissy has to smoke a peace pipe. Did you see that before this? Yeah, I saw that. And what was with all the spinning and stuff like that? <laughs> what she's possessed. Well, the, now yeah. if you look at the spinning, you could tell it was a dummy because it was like it was moving so like freely. You know, there's like no yeah. weight to it. Yeah. So uh, that actually was uh, it was a dummy, and it was supposed to have a head that spins around like the Exorcist. I have a photo of it. But uh, it was cut from the film. I guess it, between the violence and that, it was supposed to get an X rating, supposedly. Really? Which is, uh, yeah, which I guess at the time period is pretty odd, right? Yeah. But yeah, it was supposed to spin just like The Exorcist. And she actually looked like, you know, uh, Linda Blair at yeah. certain, at certain uh, with her hair and stuff at certain times during that. Um, and then, a, and when he was like, a, doing the the chanting like a ritual when she's smoking the pipe i guess uh the the actor that uh jordan bennett was saying in japanese he was saying et phone home (laughs) i don't know if that was like supposed to be some joke but that was what he was actually saying but yeah so she's bound to the spinning you're uh, referring to and then uh she's possessed and then instead of uh like the exorcist uh, spits that um that green pea soup she spits smoke in the face of miyashima yeah. The, she gives him a judo chop and then partially breaks free, but then Billy assists and ties her up more. Then the the spinning was just it's just comical at this point when you watch the spinning part. It just goes. I wouldn't say it goes downhill, but it just gets more ridiculous. Yeah, more- you're definitely taken out if you're taking this movie seriously. At this point, you're like, all right, it's getting a little, <laughs> it's a little absurd yeah. now. And then Christy screams, "You fool! You can't stop me! I am ninja." <laughs> that was like the uh, the. Linda Blair, uh, like her face looked like her at that point. Yeah. But um, and Miyashima explains to Billy how she's possessed by the Black Ninja, and only a ninja can destroy a ninja. That becomes very important at the end of the film. So uh, Yamada is now shown outside attacking security guards at the the hospital. Uh, did you like the throwing story? Has a belt buckle. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Which that you could it. buy in the 80s yes, in those, uh, in those mm. martial arts magazines, which, again, my mom was no fun. She wouldn't buy this for me. I don't know <laughs> why. But he, but he used the, the shuriken to, to knock the revolver out of the guard's hand. Then Yamada, uh, he enters the hospital, and there's two, uh, are they orderlies in the morgue? Yeah. And he gives them, and uh, Rick is a, with a wrestling terminology, gives them a double noggin knocker. <laughs> Right, yeah, to uh, to gain access of um, the body, uh, the corpse of the black ninja. 
Do you have any comments, Rick, in this scene? No, it was just enjoyable. It was, it was you know, the same. It was pretty enjoyable. And then it was kind of comical in a way. Does he, is this, did he do a double mule kick in this scene as well? Was that in this I, scene? I, I, I believe you're right, yes. Because yeah. he All took right. on a bunch of guards before getting into the hospital, yes. Yeah. Now, this scene was pretty cool because you got a flashback of how Yamada got his eye patch. It shows how the black ninja threw a shuriken in his eye, so that's the motivation of Yamada going after the Black Ninja. Okay, so Chrissy's now with Billy at the police station. She sees two other cops that uh, killed the Black Ninja in the flashback. So this is a recurring theme. And then in her apartment, Chrissy goes and uh, this is the poltergeist uh, type of uh, influence that you could see, which I never thought until the director said it was influenced by that because it was so popular at the time. Smoke comes out of the cabinets, the door opens up, and the appliances are possessed. Uh, she answers her phone as a, a Japanese voice, and then she randomly dances. Yeah, I thought that, I was like, what the fuck is going on here at that point? Yeah, and the, the room started shaking, and I guess there, there was, uh, Lucinda Dickey said there's hydraulics on it making everything move and everything was bolted down all the furniture so it couldn't move so they get everything to, to move like that alright then we have uh, another action scene uh, Billy goes to the cemetery uh, for the funeral for the officer uh, that passed away and uh, he sees Christy's van and he investigates and then you see Christy uh, possessed Christy in ninja gears shoots an arrow that one of the officers with her bow and arrow, she jumps onto a cop car, knocks a motorcycle couple off the bike. And this is um, for the motorcycle, some of the stunts. It was actually Robbie Knievel that did them. Oh, okay. And some of the other stunts, um, you remember Chief, who was in Revenge of the Ninja, mm -hmm. that character, Don Shanks, he did some of the stunts too. So I just thought it was just something to note. Uh, this was a, I, I thought, a really fun, exciting scene. Have any comments, Rick? Uh, not really. It was just really, like you said, this is like um, this scene, like the funeral scene was basically the setup for the final like fight scene in a way. It was mm -hmm. uh, it was just interesting. You know, the bow and arrow attacking the cops and then all of a sudden they're just like not paying attention to the funeral and they're just going after this lady or the ninja. Excuse me. They don't know that it's yeah. a lady. So, so uh, yeah, so then they go into it's like a, an abandoned building, basically, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and they use realistic things like a dishwasher gets thrown at Yamada, trash can, plywood, just you know things that are actually in the building. Right. Uh, then Yamada unmasks Christy, and she escapes. And then uh, police arrive. They take Yamada into custody. Yamada and Billy talk, and then Yamada tells Billy to bring the girl and the sword to the old temple. Uh, did you enjoy this when he was in custody of the police? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, <laughs> so he, to, yeah, well, was... he has he has a he has like a darts hidden under his eye patch. Yeah, while he... he's while he's in the the cop car in the the back seat. But it, <laughs> right, he threw the darts, or he you know he touched the one guy in his neck. He passed out. They're like poison darts or whatever. Yeah, and then the um, <laughs> he spit one and it ended up in the you know the and then the guy's like, hey, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> And he's like, but they're just asleep. <laughs> and and then he makes the other guy uh was he making crash the car? Is that yeah, the, yeah, it was yeah, it was it was just it was comical to a degree. Yeah. yeah. So um
Then Billy tries to take Christy and she fights back and uh, she leaves in her van. Then Billy gets in his car and follows her to the temple. And uh, the other thing, you know, when you see this temple, it's this grand building. It's actually a matte painting. It's not real. Just the, the door is the only real physical part, which they did a great job on that, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the, the corpse of the Black Ninja is in the temple. And the spirit of the Black Ninja then comes out of Christie is tra- uh, transferred into the Black Corpse. I mean, the Black Corpse stuff, but the corpse <laughs> of the Black Ninja. Oh, boy. There's a lot of this, uh, like, blue animation, like a spirit-type animation used during that. Because uh, they didn't really have the CGI in the, that time period. Uh, I still think it holds up. I think I think it looks yeah. pretty cool. So then Yamada fights off these monks, and then Billy takes Christy. She's now restored into her normal state. She's not possessed anymore. Uh, did you enjoy this fight outside the mountain, the, the Black Ninja and Yamada? Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, this is the only scene that wasn't in uh, Arizona. The shot in uh, Simi Valley in California. Just okay. wanted to note that. So uh, then Christy appears and attacks uh, the Black Ninja with a sword. So, remember, only ninja can kill a ninja. So he's not actually dead, so he does this corkscrew. Do you like that? Oh, yeah. He does He does this corkscrew into the earth. It causes, like, an earthquake. And then out of nowhere... I'm sorry, Rick, what are you going to say? I was just like, when he did that, he just, you know, he held his <laughs> hands like, you know, the ninjas do with the finger up, like kind of like they're praying or whatever. And he just, mm-hmm. like you said, the corkscrew, I'm like... What the hell is going on here? I was like, this doesn't make any sense. He's like drilling himself into the ground. The supernatural elements, I guess you could do that, right? It was just so 80s. It was like... Yes. This movie is like the epitome of the 80s. It has everything. The aerobics, right? The feathered hair. The stand-up video games. I mean, just uh, ninjas. I mean, just just everything. Um, Then the Yamada then jams a knife into the black ninja who reappears and he finally kills him. Right, and yeah. then uh, then the body vanishes. So that's how you know he's actually dead now. And then Christy and Billy are kissing, and uh, and then Yamada is seen walking in the sunset. So I mean, I, I like I said, this is the one I watched the most when I was a kid because this was on HBO constant rotation. I'm glad you finally got to see it, Rick. Yeah, like I said, the Revenge of the Ninja was the one that I've seen the most because you know I rented that a bunch, and I think that was mm-hmm. on t- TV okay. the most as a kid, and possibly yeah. Um, I had never known that there was a third one until you told me to watch it. So yes, well, I'm yeah. glad you finally. So how many throwing stars you give this, Rick? Jeez, <sighs> oh, I honestly I'm not going to rank it nearly as high as the other <laughs> the other ones. Uh, I'm going to have to give this a two. Just, wow. Oh, I'm boy. sure ridiculous. I mean, come on. This story. Well, not... I, I think I'm going to be honest. I think the nostalgia factor is probably big for me because okay. this is the one I used to watch constantly. Uh, I got to give it at least a four easily. Okay. But but it, but I could understand because Revenge of Ninjas. That one's got the best story out of the series. It's and, and, and it's more uh, it flows better, I'd say, where it's yeah. more the action's more like almost nonstop. This one, it it's very hokey, but I, I like it's, that that aspect the, of it. And it's the epitome of 1984. Like it, everything screams 1984 in it. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. But so that's why. But but there's some people who it's weird. There's some people who absolutely hate this movie, who, who really? love the other ones and then who hate this. And there's other people who love this one wow. like the most. So, I mean, it's great. So, um, Rick, uh, where can people find you? And you want to tell everybody about your new podcast? Yeah, I'll tell everybody about that and the uh, the, the regular one. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Rick Del Santo on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also at PWZ Podcast. Uh, I run a pro wrestling podcast. I talk about everything from WWE, AEW, the NWA and uh, New Japan and the local indies. Um, I also have a new podcast uh, titled Rick's Stacko Records, where I'm just spinning weird, obscure garage rock, punk rock, and just weird rock and roll records. Um, that's available everywhere. It's brand new. Um, it's just a lot of fun. That's it. All right. Thank you, Rick. And everybody, go try and find a, a bouncer video game and play it. To see photos and links about each subject we discuss in each episode, please go to anchor.fm slash shocking things. That has all of our episodes and links to our social media, as well as a link to the shocking things store.